I'm doing great, I guess. Uh, I guess. <laughs> That's probably uh, the response we can all give here. I, you know, we had um, Suffolk County Executive Steve Ballone on a little earlier. We took a nice How's deep— How's he doing, by the way? He's doing well. You know, and, and I think we, we're helping him stay well because we did a nice big deep breath with the county executive right at the start of our phone call. I'd like to invite you in for a nice deep breath if we can before we get to our questions. Is that cool? Okay with me. Okay, one. Yeah, he's like, I need a couple. Two, <laughs> three. There you go. Yeah. Yours is pretty there good. You go. Yours is pretty good, Pete, though I will say the county executive's was a little bit better, so work on your breathing if you can. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, let's get into it. Uh, listen, Long Island becoming quickly the epicenter of this crisis. I wanted to get you on the phone this morning and talk a little bit uh, the national perspective because, I mean, we're, we're constantly seeing tweets and, and emails asking, you know, will there be a lockdown? Is there going to be a national lockdown? How is this going to work? Of course, every state would have to shut down if that were to be the case. Where do we stand on a national level now as far as the coronavirus is concerned? I believe for now the, uh, the president's going to stay with these voluntary guidelines, but uh, I, I can't understand any state or any governor, any mayor, any county executive not ordering. I don't want to call it a lockdown, but certainly what we have here in uh, Nassau and Suffolk County, where mm-hmm. basically you don't leave your home unless you're, you know, by yourself or six feet away from someone. Yeah. Uh, you don't do anything unnecessary at all. Uh, when I see people congregating or going to events even or having small parties or just standing in clusters, even going to, uh, you know, parks in groups, it's just wrong. So I, I would hope that it doesn't become necessary to have a national lockdown. But, uh, again, if... Uh, uh, or shelter in place, whatever you want to call it, it may become necessary. Because I yeah. think we are on the verge, I say the verge, you know, the next two weeks of turning this around. The last thing you want to do is to uh, you know, lose all that ground we've gained by having yeah. Yeah. more people getting it and transmitting it to others. Uh, I mean, you see how, e- how easy it is. How just one, you know, just one person alone can infect hundreds of people by the time it's finished. So, anyway, I, I would just hope that uh, we don't need a national lockdown per se, but if it comes to that, I would support it. I think that these mitigation uh, efforts we're taking are going to show its impact. And we've seen it in Spain, we've seen it in, in uh, Italy, we seem to have seen it in Seattle and California. So that's what I'm hoping. I, was, I have no inside knowledge, but I try to follow this as carefully as I can. Excellent. I'm on these different uh, conference calls with doctors in Washington. And uh, so, no, listen, we have still have a long way to go, but. Okay. We are right now, I think we are in the process of turning this around. And we can't, we can't allow one or two dopey people who think that you know, they uh, have, have, have eternal life yeah. to allow them to go out yeah. and start affecting other people. I saw um, some videos on the Internet, and it's disturbing. There's people having weddings in the street. They're having birthday parties for kids in the street. Um, and when the police show up, it's all hell breaks loose as if the police are the ones doing something wrong. Now, is there any way that, I mean, police or, I mean, I know they were bringing in military or whatever, but um, is there any way that they're going to be fining people or, you know, if, they, if they're if they seen congregating like this or something to that effect to get control of it? I, I think, you know, the last thing the uh, police want to do is be locking people up for this. I think they're going to first try just tell them to break it up, get lost, go home, get out of here. But if there's resistance and they keep doing it, I think the police will be in a position where they may have to give summonses, may have to lock people up. And it sounds uh, almost counterintuitive that anyone would yeah. be going out and seeing what we see. Just you know, watch the television. I mean, there's, uh, yeah. there's not enough room in the morgues. There's not enough room in the funeral homes. 
mortuaries. It's I mean, unreal. This, is, uh, this is the worst thing that's hit us in over 100 years. And if people don't realize that, and the only method we have, and it's a strong method of defeating it, is by having the social distancing. Yeah. Now, you know, no one's asking you to go into war. No one's asking you to get shot. No one's asking you to put your life on the line. Uh, all they're saying is stay away from other people. And the people who are putting their lives on the line are the doctors and the nurses and the nurse practitioners and the cops and firemen and emergency workers who are going, and they are putting their lives on the line. And every time you go out and violate these social distancing rules, you're putting more people's lives at risk, and the blood is on your hands. Congressman P-, P. King on the phone with us this morning. Congressman, do you give me the approval to yell at people from my front stoop if I see them in packs? If they're because I see a lot of bike riders on my street, and it gets me very upset, Congressman. I, I give you full authority. In fact, I would okay. say it's almost a, a, a duty to do it because you're not that you're being annoying. The fact is you're saving people's lives. That's Good. what it comes down to. Yeah, you know what? MJ always makes fun of me and says, I'm going to be that guy, the get-off-my-lawn guy. And look at that. You're giving me the approval to be that guy right now. Thank you, Congressman. It is an honor to save lives. <laughs> you can say the United States Congress has duly authorized you to trace every guy away, okay. every person who's <laughs> violating you know, the uh, six-foot social distancing. Absolutely. I will, keep my six, I will keep my six feet while chasing them. I promise you that, Congressman. That is going to be uh, my honor to this country. Um, MJ, you, you're confused on this stimulus package. I know yeah, that. Yeah, this stimulus. Can you just give us a little bit more information about that? Um, what are we getting? When are we getting it? What is it for? Um, and what happens after we get it? Well, again, a lot of it is still being worked out. I mean, the idea was to get the unemployment checks, which would be over about $1,000 a week, to everyone who's unemployed to get those out within within two weeks, to have grants and loans to uh, small businesses to keep them afloat, and the grant would be something that's not uh, not repayable if they keep the employees on the uh, payroll. Uh, then, as far as uh, aid, aid to, you know, to the big businesses, so they can keep their employees. Uh, we get down the list, uh, but, there's, but there's, there's more we have to do. I think we need another bill. And uh, because, again, I think the last one was put together with all good intentions, but there are people falling between the cracks. I know I've heard from a number of construction workers. I'm also hearing, again, from the small businesses and the uh, uh, people who are unemployed, that the system, especially the unemployment insurance, is just not working fast. Now, we have to find a way to make this work. Now, we've never had 9 million people applying for unemployment insurance in, in two, you know, within two weeks before. But those are the things that have to be done. I'm writing down, you know, the, the list of things we need. Obviously, money is going to the hospitals who need it. Money is going to the local governments. Now there's an issue, should more money be going, or should money be going additionally to uh, towns and villages? Because as I understand it now, the money goes to the state, to cities, and the counties. It doesn't go to the uh, smaller government entities. So that's something we have to look at. We have to find ways to, to uh, uh, cover the transition where people who are losing their health insurance, how do we enable them to maintain their health insurance. So all of these are issues that a number of them have been addressed. I mean, this is $2 trillion that's going into the economy. Yeah. This is like by yeah. far, I mean, nothing else has ever come close to this. But with all of that, there are still good, innocent, decent, hardworking people who are falling between the cracks. And we have to try to mitigate that as much as we can. Congressman, is there anything we need to do before getting the stimulus, stimulus check, or is it just coming right to us? There's no, like, forms to fill out or anything like that? My understanding on that is everyone who filed a tax return is automatically going to get that money. Gotcha. Uh, those who, uh, who have not filed tax returns, if they have a Social Security number, 
they will be getting it. Gotcha. And I think more details are going to be coming out from the uh, Treasury Department in the uh, next few days. But if you're a, a taxpayer, my understanding is you're going to get the money uh, direct deposit. Excellent. Congressman Pete King, we appreciate you joining us this morning. The longest-serving Republican member of New York's congressional delegation, and I can say I think you are probably the coolest name we have ever interviewed on this radio station. <laughs> Congressman, thank you so much. Are you ready for retirement? Uh, I Maybe it wasn't before, but I'm going to be after this. <laughs> yeah, I figured, I figured no, actually, you might be. I, I do enjoy, if that's the right word, uh, I appreciate the opportunity of being able to do something. Mm-hmm. You know, when there is a crisis, whether it was 9-11 or Sandy, but now this, obviously, I wish it weren't there, but when it is there, my, my office is working around the clock trying to help people, and it's a good feeling we get it done. It's frustrating when we don't, but then we try to find a way to work around us. Well, so I, am, uh, I, I, have, I have mixed feelings. I'm going to retire, but I'm going to miss being able to work with, uh, again, the good people out there you know, to make our system work. Well, Long Island thanks you. The country thanks you. Nearly 30 years of service uh, didn't go unrecognized. Thank you so much. Congressman Pete King, stay healthy, all right? Okay, you guys too. Thanks a lot for this. I appreciate it. Bye now.